Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TXR podcast. This is episode number 126, the absolute best place on a Sunday night for gaming talk, where we talk about Xbox and all kinds of topics and games from across the gaming industry. I'm your host, Invader, and I'm really looking forward to get into looking forward to get into all the topics tonight. But before we get into them, let me introduce tonight's panel going forward. Jeremy, buddy, what's new and exciting? What's a cracking? How you doing? How's my Canadian connection doing? Ah, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, like doing pretty well, bud. Uh, you know, like everybody in. Sp- in a bit of a lockdown, right? And a little bit of uh, self-isolating. Well, have, ca- have you been catching up on your games? Well, to be honest, I've been uh, working quite a bit. But yeah, yeah, I've been, uh, you know, I've been doing some gaming too, obviously. I've been, hey, I've been putting a lot of time into Doom Eternal. Ooh, so. good game. Ooh, have you gone into that? I did, but I only played like a couple of, you know, an hour or two. Ooh, Very dude. good game, though. Extremely dude. It- well put together beautiful game oh it look it, it definitely uh gets better as time goes on and I, i've only like scratched the surface only a couple of levels in but man what a game it's looking like my game of the year already um but yeah yeah uh let's uh get into somebody else shock buddy hey happy birthday how you been bud have you been uh celebrating and uh, self-isolating i guess <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a really great birthday. It was <laughs> sarcasm. It's pretty good. <laughs> I've been trying to get into. I've been playing. Well, I've been trying to play Animal Crossing, but I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. There's like, I'm trying to get more materials. Like, even the characters in the game, the other neighbors, they already have a house already. I still have a tent. I'm like, <laughs> uh, well, how do you get the blueprints? How do you get you gotta, the what you? Well, Are they you time do, traveling you gotta, too? What the? You gotta fuck? go back. You gotta go back to Nook. So you go back to. I Nook. keep talking to him. He's like, "Okay, what do you want? You got a creature for me? That's it." Yeah. That's it. Did you? I just did keep you keep ha- I giving him? Yeah. Shit. Keep keep handing him over the the creatures. <laughs> like what the? Like so, how many fish what, do I gotta get? Like I'm, I'm like what? There's just I give him a mixture. Just people. give him a mixture of things. Stop complaining and give him a mixture of things, and then he's gonna open up the museum, and then you know from there is. The rest All of a sudden, I do not feel bad for investing years of my life into Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> you should. I'm just trying to enjoy it like everybody else because I see all this cool, cool shit. People got like dojos and like samurai gear and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I, st- I don't have anything. <laughs> I've thought about buying that game for my wife, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool game, but you also have to play it at certain times a day, really. So since it's like real time. Well, why don't you just cheat and speed up the time and go in there and alter that the clock? Just makes, yeah, I feel like that just kind of makes it like all pointless. Like if you're just like, if you just do that. All right. But hmm. yeah, I guess I'll jump back in that and Ori back and forth. But I'm nice. almost finished with Ori. Almost. Ooh. The last last level. Yeah. Oh, it's very good. Well. I tell you, like I was really into that, but then Doom came along and it's been eating up my time, and I really want to get back into Ori and the Will of the Whips because, oof, that game, it is so gorgeous and it plays so well. I, you know, kudos, kudos to Moon Studios. You're gorgeous, yes. I hope you mean that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't toy with my heart like that, Jeremy, come on. 
Alrighty, and hey, uh, Centurion buddy, uh, how are you doing? You keeping busy over there? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I'm actually one of the uh, the ones that still get to able to go to work. So, outside of work, I'm just sitting at home tackling the backlog. I'm currently playing Mafia Three. I've burned through Hitman One, Hitman Two. Um, I'm just I'm trying to see how many games I can actually burn through as quick as I can. On top of getting back on top of making content on a regular basis, because uh, you guys know what I'm talking about, but I've now had some uh, time free up to where I could start concentrating on stuff uh, Monday through Friday. I'll believe it when I see it. I think you're procrastinating, but still, you uh, you go at it, buddy. All you do, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for the motivation. There. You know what? Now, oh my god, I'm just kidding, Centurion. No, you're you're perfectly right. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, you must have a few uh, ideas cooking. Oh, up there. I've got, I've got stuff. It's just, uh, you know, my God, I've spent some t- extra time with my wife. You know, it's cool being at home. You know, spending some extra time with the wife, watching movies, and then, yes, I got distracted by games. I just wanted to have some good hardcore gaming. Now, what kind of movies have you been watching? I'm curious now. Oh God. Uh, well, um, the other night we actually watched Outbreak with uh, Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> What a that's great a, movie. That's actually a good movie. It's, it's actually a, a good movie. movie. And the funny part is, though, I told my wife, I was like, look, this is what people are, are like imagining the situation turning into. Like, <laughs> just don't, don't for, for one second think that it's going to be like that. Oh, my God. Have you seen down. Contagion? No, I have not seen Contagion. Even more relatable to what's going on now. Dude, you want to talk about re- what? Yeah, I got to see that now. What Shockley was talking about. Everyone's Contagion? been talking about it. Yeah, is that one on Netflix, Netflix too? uh i think so yeah i think it is i'm pretty sure you want to talk about people were watching it you want to talk about getting it hitting the nail on the head calling it really good let's talk about ubisoft and the division one go back and watch some of those trailers that'll definitely uh this is definitely a sobering thing dude i think if i do that let's start drinking i don't drink but i think i start drinking Dude, and the crazy, well, yeah, but yeah, and anyways, we're soon. I heard they might be locking them down. No, they are for sure gonna be in a two week lockdown. Yeah, and that's where I'm just like, oh my god, we got the division literally unfolding right now, and like you know, freaking, I'll just say it right now, freaking hearts, prayers, whatever you, whatever you believe in, you know, let's hope that situation over there improves quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. Now, everyone, before we get into our first discussion point of the evening, I would like to make an announcement to our listeners, make you guys aware about our latest giveaway. We are giving away a digital copy of Resident Evil 3 for Xbox One. Now, head over to our Twitter account and look at the pin tweet at the top on how to enter. Uh, our contest ends Thursday, April 9th. We cannot wait to give this away to some lucky fella. Now, have you guys played the demo yet? No, I have not had the chance you yet. You can download the demo right now on Xbox, and they up. I think the um, uh, the system is new. I mean, as far as um, what engine they're using, so it looks gorgeous. It's you know, it's it's really well made. It's a beautiful game. So go download it now and play Resident Evil Three. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, it's funny because not a lot of games, uh, well, we don't get a lot of demos as we used to, so I just don't really keep an eye on it anymore. But, you know, I will definitely give it a shot. Uh, Shizno Elite is saying that the Resident Evil 3 demo is great. So, hey, I might just have to download it after the show. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty long uh, and lengthy download, too. I mean, I'm sorry. It's, you know, the level level's pretty big. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I will definitely take you up on that. And you know what? On that note, guys, let's kick things right into gear. And Ninja Theory's latest game is officially out now in the wild. The multiplayer game Bleeding Edge is finally released. And so far, it's getting, well, a lot of mixed reviews and comments. I've been seeing a lot of back and forth about it. Guys, we've talked about Bleeding Edge before since the early betas. What are your thoughts on the final product? Is this a hit or a miss? Like, uh, <laughs> wow. I haven't, I haven't actually played it, so I can't really. I mean, it looks like kind of like a, a Sea of Thieves situation. Um, just in the sense that this one, I think Microsoft was seeing it as Sea of Thieves, what they did. They kind of put that on Game Pass, I think, just because how that was going and how their whole games like department was going uh, but i think they saw this as an opportunity hey you want to finish that passion project that you had you know mostly done okay here's an actual good avenue you can we'll let you release it here and then kind of grow it over time and kind of build up a following since it's kind of like a smaller like 13 person team so yeah, i think it's it's average like even the harshest critics most of them are saying like it's you know it's a mid-tier game but it has a lot of potential so they see hey if, if it's built on hey this could be something that's pretty decent for pretty good yeah i think the core experience is there i mean it's a it's a fun game it's fun to play uh but that's about it i think i think you nailed it on the head when you said you know it feels a lot like sea of thieves and it's it feels bare bones to put it lightly um i like some of the stuff they did with the intro you know that wasn't in the beta but um all the stuff we spoke about in previous the pre previous iteration of the podcast uh you know it looks like didn't make it into the final version mm -hmm. well that's the thing right because the betas were like well i hope they address this and that yeah. like for me i was hoping that they would have increased the pace of the gameplay because i remember us discussing this about because of the hoverboards, right? We thought, oh, mm -hmm. they, they're a little slow. And I'm like, oh. Well, in general, the game's slow. Even without the, you know, when you're right. off the hoverboard, it's slow. Right. And just yeah. to get into the action, I thought, okay, they might have increased the speed or the movement. And like, I played the game. I downloaded it again. And I was looking forward to seeing the improvements. And uh, I'll be honest, guys. I'm not really seeing a a whole lot uh like shock i know you haven't played it uh, jeremy i know you have and really i'm not seeing a whole lot that was really improved from these betas yeah i think more importantly you look at a game like overwatch right it has a real strategic uh you know real strategic gameplay moments and i don't think overwatch has it you know as far as uh you know, mm -hmm. strategy wise, and it has a lot to do with level design. You know, there's something you, to be. You just say Overwatch doesn't have it, or you mean Bleeding Edge? Ble I'm sorry, Bleeding Edge. Thank I you for correcting. Yeah, thank like, you minute, for what? correcting me, but <laughs> um, Overwatch has great uh, strategic combat in it, and it's fun and it's fluid, and there's different variety. I don't think there's 
too much variety in this in this particular game. I see. Oh my god! Now with when something with Shockley said when all the reviewers were saying the game is about average um, and it has potential, is that? See, that's where I'm starting to wonder. Please, I'm not harping on the whole Xbox has no games thing. This is just kind of playing devil's advocate. But mm -hmm. is a game that has potential, um, I guess, what you are looking for? Or would you prefer a more finished product? I, I prefer a more finished product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, who, who, would, who wouldn't want a more finished product? Well, you and that's where I'm just saying, like, that's where I'm not trying to be like, you know, the whole thing that Xbox uh, continuously releases games, but that's where, you know, I don't want to be hard on them, but I guess I'm just going to blatantly say it. Is this uh, just Xbox releasing another game to uh, fill the gap? Or do you think I mean, they're they, going to start? Both Sony and Microsoft do it, even though people say Sony doesn't do the same shit, but they did because they just fully funded the Hunting Grounds uh, Predator game, which is even mm -hmm. PlayStation fans are saying are, is absolute trash. <laughs> um, oh, really? So, yeah, a, it's like, like BG on a... Uh, weapon the world podcast he was talking about like no i played both because he reviewed and played a lot of uh bleeding edge he's like no that game is complete garbage not even close it's trash but but see that's the thing they get a pass because they did have some good games so people just completely ignore that um, okay but that's where microsoft needs to get they don't have those games so they can't really just like hey you can't just let one slide but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you saw the the new Hellblade. Like, I obviously it's oh, yeah. you know you know not actual gameplay, but like you see, they're going. They're not going for a cartoony game like people are like scared about. They're going for like the facial animations you saw in her face were way more than anything that like Last of Us that I've played so far of like the original Last of Us. Um, like you just see her face moving. If they can get that in a game, like that was unreal. No, I can definitely stand behind, though, that when it comes to Bleeding Edge, I played the beta. I still have yet to download the uh, actual game and actually see this intro you guys are talking about because, mm -hmm. you know, that's what it was. During the beta, I wasn't blown away, so it was kind of one of those games where I do want to check it out again, but because I was tackling other games, I never did. And my problem is it has only two game modes. Mm -hmm. And it, they're already starting to feel old. You know, it's the power collecting one and depositing one is just, it's weak. It mm -hmm. is weak. And I think um, it feels like almost like a soft launch rather than a full release. A la, you know, Sea of Thieves, another Sea of Thieves moment right here. So they need to do so. I think they need to do something to make sure that these games are polished and that they feel polished and that they're complete. And it's almost, I mean, they're missing the mark on every single game, except except probably Orion and the Will of the Wisps at this point. Mm -hmm. you know, this has been a bad string of games. Even even give, Gears of War 5 didn't live up to expectations. Not even close. Mm -hmm. Now, question in the chat, guys, from uh, Dinero Primero. Do you think some gamers want more of a finished product because they're just older style gamers? No. <laughs> I actually I actually think the vocal minority are the older gamers. I'm, I'm going to be up front, man. Look at, like, literally, look at um, how much money Fortnite is making 
and we're mm-hmm. talking one game mode, same thing over and over again. Now I know no, there's, there's different play uh-uh. styles. No, no, I meant like one map. Okay, but what, the underlining thing of that is when you look at Minecraft games like Minecraft and Fortnite, they do. There's an underlining depth to those games that are it's unmatched. You know, which is why they're extremely popular. You know, and you know, Bleeding Edge just doesn't have that. Sea of Thieves just doesn't have that. You know, those games are super popular world worldwide because of it, because of that underlining depth. No matter what you think about, you know, the one map or, or the same character, the same gameplay, you know, Fortnite's different every single time you play. There's different things you, that you can do. But the gameplay is so polished and the, um, how can I put it? You know, again, that underlining depth is there that people gravitate towards it and they want to play it nonstop. Well, mm-hmm. I guess I, I just read an article this morning that said Ninja and another streamer are, are actually uh, getting uh, others together on actually asking to have the original map brought back. And they feel like that this uh, season two or whatever they got going on with Fortnite is actually getting pretty, uh, pretty played out They're They're not getting content as much as they used to. Yeah. And I think part of that is due to, um, you know, they just they're just milking it now. I mean, Fortnite made so much money. Why wouldn't you want to milk it? Sit back and just collect that money. <laughs> you know, what I mean, at some point, it's just yeah. Now, Jeremy, I have to ask: uh, during your playtime, was there any characters that you specifically liked, or do you just not like any of them? Um. You know what? I did like um I forget his name. The samurai character is pretty good. The guitar player mm. um is pretty good. I mean, other than that, there's you know, I gravitate like Overwatch, for example. I'm gonna use that again. Uh, there's great characters in Overwatch. It makes you want to play the game, you know, and um again, um Ninja Theory's effort doesn't have that. So you know, it's just it's just going back to the thing. You got to create something that appeals to people if they're going to start playing these games. And uh, you know, again, Bleeding Edge just doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Because in these types of games, I usually gravitate towards ranged characters, and I I had made a, a mention of that before. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? I was playing as. What's her name? The the ranged uh, female character. Forget her name. That's uh, no, not Gidget. I, yeah, you I know which you. one I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyways, I just felt that her range was a bit off, and mm. like it, obviously the game is meant to be played more quote close quarters, but I just felt like the range characters they don't really offer that much, and you have you're really forced to get in close and then you you're kind of sacrificing yourself and then the of the range characters i like the guitar character as well i thought you know he had a lot of personality to him but some of these characters i felt were just kind of janky i didn't really like the way that they played personally well Uh, that's this is the problem you know you have a close quarters combat games type type game you should have combos you should have different uh, weapons that you can use and you know maybe that's going to be later on but right now it just all it just feels like it's not as strategic now, as it could be go ahead i was just going to say to kind of defend ninja theory to be that mm-hmm. guy that plays the opposite um 
can you blame them for releasing a game that needs some work? Um, especially when it comes to character design, when you see games like Rainbow Six Siege that continuously go in and tweak the actual operators of the game, improving them, um, nerfing them, buffing them, whatever they got to do to help the situation. Um, and it's definitely something Ninja Theory will probably do going forward as time goes on. Yeah, they use that blueprint, and you're absolutely right. Um, you know, uh, Rainbow Six was released in a pathetic state. And, uh, you know, I think this is the same situation, you know. So, uh, you know, I hope it just gets better. You know, that's that's what I want. I hope it gets better, and I hope that make, they, they make the necessary adjustments for the game. Mm -hmm. so, but, yeah, Centurion, you're absolutely right. And the thing is, I'm not trying to take a dive on the game. I actually, like, even though I, I just said a few criticisms, I actually like how the game looks. I think there is something there. You know, it has a unique look to it, it really, and it has a lot of nice mm -hmm. details to it. The music, and it's actually really nice, the themes going out through the game. And, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that they could really build from this. It's just... What we have right now, there is a severe lack of content, whether it be characters, maps, and what Jeremy was saying, game modes, right? You need some variety yeah. to keep you in there. Yeah. See, and I actually like the, the teamwork aspect of the game. I like how it's actually something that's each character is supposed to support and kind of build off of the other characters around them. Yeah. And but, that well, is it, is, mm -hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt, but isn't it fair to say that every battle game like that is has the same concept see that's the only thing i've played a lot of overwatch and i have been in situations where people just start going off as hanzo or the snipers and they're just on the rooftops the whole mm -hmm. game they're in the background they're doing their own thing and it actually <clears throat> you know it creates an experience that you know, doesn't sometimes get aggravating when you keep losing matches because people just refuse to not cooperate or work together. They're kind of pushing their kill to death ratio where a game like this, it's more in your face. I wish the, uh, the level design or the map design was a little bit more close quartered. I don't think something that is supposed to be in your face, close quarters should be in a, in a, I don't even like that. It's even in an arena. Because Overwatch, it's not in an arena. You're in neighborhoods. You're in close corridors. You're in small buildings, um, all sorts of different uh, areas for level design. And they're all close quartered. And they're not these giant open arenas that everybody just spreads out in. And, you know, at that, because there was times I was playing beating, Bleeding Edge and I felt like I was just chasing people. Yeah. Mm -hmm, that's fair. Now, did this game come out too late? Because, like, I'm just talking about the type of game that it is. Because these, there's lots of hero multiplayer games, and a, a bunch have failed. I mean, obviously, we're just talking about Overwatch, and it 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 is monumental. It, it's a mammoth of a title. Uh, you had other games come out. What was it, Battleborn, for example, mm -hmm. that came out around the same time? It kind of failed. You had Lawbreakers uh, by Cliffy B and. That one took a nosedive, and there's been a couple of others too. But do you guys think that this this title is too late in the game, or do you think that you know? No, it because it does out? it does something different. You know, like I said, the close quarters combat. But uh, you know, you could say you can argue that it came out the right time with this with this outbreak. 
Everybody's mm. playing games right, right now. So that Nick haven't been on Game Pass. Yeah, but didn't they yeah. say player count was actually low considering how many people are on? I only uh, heard the Steam player count, sure. but yes, yeah, I only heard the Steam one too. Mm-hmm. I know Xbox was. Dude, uh, you know, Xbox there were, is freaking. Yeah, it flooding. was out of control. It was out of control. Do you, do you guys? Mm-hmm. Oh wait a minute, that came off the uh, the DM. That's right. That article I saw. People are. I mean, there's more people playing games now than ever. Mm-hmm. You know? so, yeah, find a switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't find a switch. Uh, Playstations are hard to come by. Well, not hard to come by, but. Mm-hmm. You can't well, buy Joy Cons on Amazon. Hey, hey, hey! Stop! You're giving GameStop fuel for the fire on the whole essential business. <laughs> like, there's some GameStop rep right now going like, "See, we're essential. These people need Joy Cons." Well, you know, so, when when some people get their uh, you know their their check here shortly, oh, you know, three weeks, they're gonna have a hard time spending that. <laughs> no, nah, maybe they say coming. i'm still working full time so those checks are gonna look nice dude oh my god the video my wife sits on tiktok all the time and watches these videos and what people are doing and dude what people are doing in quarantine i watched a guy literally waste 300 dollars in tinfoil for what how long is a tiktok 10 15 seconds oh i saw this one (laughs) it was a chameleon he tinfoiled a room, top to bottom, floor, ceiling, the bed, everything in it. Like I mean, like tinfoiled everything, <laughs> and like he put like a little caption on it. It's like I just wasted like almost three hundred dollars in tinfoil. Please like this vi- uh, video. And I'm just like, you are in the middle of a pandemic where some supplies are running short, and you probably just went to your local grocery store and bought all their damn tinfoil to do this. Well, people aren't doing that because they're bored. They're doing it to get clicks and video no, likes, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, as long as you're not licking toilet seats, you know, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you see that? Oh, no wonder I did, there's a goddamn pathetic. I did want to say, and I just linked it in the chat um, to a tweet where they made a video of a chameleon. Uh oh. What was that? Shock? Cash on him. Oh. And the and the chameleon grabs the cash. <laughs> you cut. You cut. You cut oh, off to it. Sorry, sorry shock. Say that again. Oh, I linked it there in the chat. Um, but it's a, a okay, link to so- a tweet where they have a chameleon, uh, pet chameleon, climbing up like a. I think it's like a maybe a tripod or something. But it looks like it's supposed to be a stripper, and they're making it rain on the chameleon. <laughs> and the chameleon's <laughs> grabbing the money at the end, sliding oh down the pole. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, hey, you know, when you're bored, you do a lot of weird, crazy things. And <laughs> hey, people have a lot of time on their hands, right? So, uh, well, quarantine Ga- will do that to you. <laughs> gamers, if you think about it, gamers are in quarantine regardless. They always keep, the, you know, they're always home playing games all day. So in a sense, we're used to it already. You know, cause we just play games. But no, that's a joke. But, you know. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate we can't, you know, we don't have our lives back yet. So, absolutely. But uh, you know, guys, just to close off uh, the bleeding edge topic, I think that will turn into a good game. It just needs the content. You know, hopefully they have some, uh, you know, coming through the pipeline. It, why does I, it? Why does it seem like it's awfully familiar? Oh, that's right, Sea of Thieves. Yeah, <laughs> uh, your favorite game. You and Megatron. No, not. 
Well, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand your comment. And uh, the, the thing with Sea of Thieves, though, at least it had the marketing behind it. Bleeding Edge, I'm not seeing that as much. So I would like them to push it a little bit more than they have been. Yeah, the marketing, it got destroyed publicly. That game, I'm surprised uh, it's even mildly successful because it got destroyed online and on Twitter and everything. I don't want to talk about Sea of Thieves anymore. Oh, did you hear about the new update? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Uh, All right, guys, tell you what, we're going to move on to our next topic. And could Xbox Game Studios titles get delayed because of the virus going around? Well, it's hard to say, but Xbox head Matt Booty stated the importance of keeping everyone at Xbox Game Studios safe and healthy. As well, he talked about the difficulties facing the studios, as these are multiple studios in different countries around the world. Now, he said that while Xbox is committed to delivering the highest quality Xbox Game Studios uh, games, He's working with studio heads to determine what works best for their employees and with their games uh, that they're working on. So to sum it up, nothing is delayed just yet, guys. But I have to ask you all, do you think that some Xbox exclusive will will eventually get pushed back? Because depending on the studio location and the level of the outbreaks, uh, we really don't know what's going to happen here. So... You know, could it hamper some studios? Could we see some games get pushed back? Can I hop on on this? Yes, sir. Possibly. All right. So games that you could probably code from home. There's ways around that. Obviously, I understand that, you know, who wants to have all their code on computers out in the wild and you can't keep Mm -hmm. track of everything. So you're going to have to have definitely a close select few that you can trust with that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but for me, the games that are really going to be affected are games that are using um, um, motion capture animation like that was used in Gears 4, Gears 5, you yeah. know, the stop where you go in and they draw the dots all over your face and they act out these scenes. And, you know, if you look at how some of this stuff done, it's done in very close quarters, people touching each other, acting out these action scenes and stuff like that's a big no, no right now. So anything that uses stop motion capture animation, that game is definitely probably being put on a massive hold unless they have all the the motion capture already done. I know Halo five had mocap. So isn't it safe to say that Halo infinite could be on the target? Now, mocap is going to be probably some of the first stuff you get when you start production, Mm -hmm. once you get past pre-production. So with Halo Infinite, like literally supposed to coming out this holiday season, there is a big chance that they already have their motion capture already done. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at some of these movies, like, you know, these big, like, let's look at um, Lord of the Rings, for example. Mm -hmm. The entire Lord of the Rings trilogy was actually filmed in a three-month period of time. All those movies were rolled out over a three-year period of time. And, um, you know, the first movie had to be edited. And sometimes it takes, like, you know, almost longer to edit the movie than it does to film it. Yep. So. Mm. Good point. Yeah. Well, we already see a large number of movies getting delayed. Movies that are either finished. Uh, There were some movies that were supposed to come out 
this month, but it got pushed back. And even well, there's some movies that are releasing uh, digitally. So Those are the good. ones that were already in theaters, supposed to be right. coming out, like the new Vin Diesel movie, um, the new one from uh, DreamWorks. Um, I hear yeah. that Affleck one's supposed to be good. I Which one? Out what it, uh, it's called a Way Back or the Way Back. Ben Affleck. I think he oh. did it too. I think I've heard that one, yeah. Um, but yeah, all these movies are having to come out. But let's look at franchises that were able to kind of delay their stuff. Uh, the new Fast and the Furious movie was actually already being advertised, supposed to come out May of this year. And I'm they full-blowing were like, nope, May 2021, the movie is being delayed a full year. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, well, the Bond movie was supposed to come out in April, and I think it got postponed to well, November. Yeah. Well, because you know they what? can't do the box office is where they recover the money. Like, yeah. dude, DVD sales that that's like frosting on top of a very large cake. It ain't mm -hmm. nothing compared to what they will lose out if they don't get those movies in theaters. And the only problem is, is once this whole event is kind of like um, like slowly passing us by, like look at some of the articles that are coming out of China right now from the epicenter of this whole situation. The people are just now being allowed to go outside and they're full blown cautious, paranoid. So it's like, I mean, like yeah, our entire and entertainment I think industry is just, we've got right. a long road ahead. And I think that's why it's being delayed until next year as far as the Fast and the Furious series. Yeah, any of these big franchises, all your summer blockbusters next year, guaranteed. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now stores are going to close down once we come out of this. Like just like just stores, retail stores in general, just be going out of business. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, these are movies that were already in production. They were about to release. There are even some studios that are just holding back their production because obviously nobody wants to you know, work while this is going on. Uh, I think you had Marvel Studios. Uh, they shut down right now. All, basically, them all. So <laughs> there might be a period of time where we might not have a lot of movies coming out. You know, and if you think about it, it's kind of a catch-22. You know what? And what I mean by that is, you know, at what point do you let fear, do we let fear dictate our lives? You know this this virus isn't going to go away overnight. You know it's going to it's going to be probably a year until we create a vaccine. Right? So at what point do we say, "Hey, you know what? Um you know, we're going to we're going to live our lives the way we want to live it and we can't just sit in our homes all day." And because we'll be in the same situation, uh, you know, I mean the entire country will collapse. So it's a if you think about it, it's a catch twenty two. What do you do? Have you thought about that? I mean, I've I've seen the numbers of if we never did a quarantine, like the amount of deaths. That I'm not saying out, I'm but... not saying not do a quarantine. I'm saying, you know, be responsible and do what you need to do to take care of yourself and take care of other people. What I'm saying is, at what point does you know do we get our lives back? That's the ultimate question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a uh, good question to put out there. And I uh, wish I had an answer for that personally, but uh, we just got to take it. Uh... Anybody, Centurion, you want to chime in on that one? I'm curious. to. I don't know when we're going to get our lives back. I'm a numbers guy. If you want me to know, I'm, I'm kind of like saying this whole situation, at least over here in the northern 
hemisphere when it comes to America, maybe even Canada. Um, probably looking about June, July is when you're going to see a lot of peaking and then it'll probably level off. Uh, kind of like what we've seen in China and Italy where you're seeing peaking. It's not going down, but peaking is you're at your, you know, you're at the top of that roller coaster ride, just waiting for the drop. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, people it, have either had it and it didn't really affect them and they've just kind of passed it on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying is what I'm saying is in June or July, when we finally, you know, theoretically get our lives back, we're going to be in the same boat because people are going to go out and they're going to get sick again until that vaccine comes. Mm-hmm. See, um, true. I, I don't. Yeah, you can't say that it's going to be gone for sure. Our best. It's not going to be gone. Malaria. You know, drugs, not- hopefully they work, but because the yeah. vaccine is not coming anytime soon. It's not. <laughs> so I ask you this question. At what point? Do you stop living your life in fear and then whatever happens? You know, you're a big war guy. You know what I mean? Right? Since you're on? What do you mean by I'm a big war guy? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you study. You study war and you're, you're, oh, God. you know, you oh, know yeah. the history and oh, yeah. behind it. And, and you know, there's people fight. You know, when, when they go out and fight for their country, they do it for different reasons. And... Uh, you know, part of the reason is why, you know, they want to take care of, of their brother. You know, at the time it was, you know, they want to take care of, of um, you know, their fellow soldier. And the other reason was, you know, to get home, to get back to their normal lives. And in a sense, you know, with this virus, we're, we're at war, you know, and I know it's probably an, a bad analogy, but again, we are at war. Um you know, trying to survive, so to speak. So at what point do we face our fears? You know, yeah, people are going to die in the process if we, if we, you know, just go about our daily lives. But at what point, you know, you got to ask yourself, at what point do we get our lives back? You don't, you're not going to have a concrete answer on that. And if you want yeah. me to be truthful, I really don't know what the best course of action is. When it comes to should we just go back to life as normal? Should we quarantine? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely agree that it should be kind of maybe something that should be dealt with on a state by state basis, depending on you know what's going on. But then, like you, but that's involving with travel restrictions. People aren't really moving around very much. Yeah. So if it went back to normal, it could explode again. Um, but definitely, um, one thing that we can be taken from this is, you know, you're talking about war. Um, I was raised by a world war two vet and, Mm -hmm. you know, if we talk about D day and the mass amount of human life that was lost on D day and all that, you know, it's sacrifice. And right now we're going through that sacrifice. We all need to be united as we do it. Mm -hmm. And one thing we could see. Um, is people evolve and change, you know, kind of like what's going on with Xbox, get this back to gaming, but you know, we evolve and change. Like look at the food industry right now, all of a sudden, everybody's mm-hmm. like delivering food and all this other stuff. So once this all passes by, we're probably going to see some businesses actually change their business strategy be- strategies because they found a different way of doing things during this. Sometimes you have to look at the picture in a more positive mm-hmm. light that this is going to change things. And in some ways it's going to change it positively. 
Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys? I, I don't want to stay on this. No, you're right. Let's get long, back to gaming. But <laughs> no, no, no. It's just because. Oh yeah, we you re- kind of had a gaming angle about it. Like, if delays happen, like, what's maybe like Microsoft's? You know, do they wait? Uh, like, say, if Sony has to postpone and push things back, if they got some things ready in short supply, do you, you know, mm-hmm. make sure you hit that release? And you know, maybe See- if one of them delays this is what i was talking about evolving these companies are going to make it to where if they have to they'll put a small freaking server in someone's freaking house so that way they can continue doing their job i feel like we're probably going to see maybe game design actually happening a lot more at home and what has to happen in a studio for motion capture or whatever else or in an actual physical building can be done differently. But it's actually showing these game companies that maybe we don't need these massive multi-million dollar buildings to house all these employees in. We could actually have people working from home remotely doing certain things. Well, that's the way Moon Studio works. You know, most of their uh, game creation and game design is done, uh, you know, that way. Mm-hmm. So... Like, to be honest, I'm not too worried about anything getting delayed. I think most of the studios should already be like it, it, with the X, uh, the Series X coming uh, at the end of the year. And by the way, from what I've been hearing, the the productions of those should be OK. But as far as the actual studios go, the Xbox uh, game studios, I would imagine that they'd be in pretty good uh positions um it really shouldn't affect them all that much especially if you look at halo infinite it's been in production for what four or five years now mm-hmm. they they should be pretty good i would imagine turn 10 uh whichever uh, forza title they're developing that's in the works they've been working on it for about three years now they should be in a good position i would so think, i would think halo infinite's complete already they're just polishing the game right now at this point who knows well, one would hope, right? Yep. All right. But anyways, guys, I'm going to transition on to another bit of news. And honestly, this one, well, I don't want to say it's funny, but it's it's interesting. And it seems like somebody wants to get a giant wad of cash out of AMD and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Now, if, a few days ago, AMD announced that there was, well, a bit of a security breach, you could say. A hacker is supposedly blackmailing them because they have information on AMD's GPUs, including the Arden GPU, which we are led to believe is what's being used in the Xbox Series X. And the hacker wants $100 million or else... <laughs> Yes, and and I say that with, by the way, a Dr. Evil, a uh, little pinky finger by the mouth, you know, yeah. one million. <laughs> Come, Mr. Bigglesworth. One billion. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Mm-hmm. Th- throw me a freaking bone here, chat. But uh, <laughs> anyways, and apparently, yeah, if she doesn't get $100 million, she'll leak everything. Now, guys, if this is all true, do Xbox, do they need to lock down the security on this? Uh, or, you know, at least tell AMD to get their stuff and their act together at the end of all this? Well, my first question is who's pissed this girl off? You know, <laughs> that's my first question, but yeah, I mean, they're going to have, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do regarding this, but. I wouldn't pay it. So and from what I hear, it's not even, I don't think it's that big of an issue with it just being like the GPU. It's not like they're like operating 
system and everything, or at least from what I'm hearing from people. But well, no, and they could like they're a ways off. You know, obviously that the Series X isn't even out now. It's but they they could edit stuff obviously but at the same time it is concerning like a lot of stuff does get kind of leaked out there apparently from what i'm to understand she'd found it on you know it's not even on the top of my head i want to say some kind of uh, computer if i'm not mistaken and it was easy to break into but yeah Invader, let me ask you this question how dumb do you have to be to hold a 100 million dollar ransom on AMD devices. <laughs> I yeah. mean, imagine going to jail for that. Wow, what was she think? What is she thinking? Like, I don't understand. I do not understand some people sometimes. How do you think I they're really supposed don't. to give you your money without that not being traced? Like it's not even that that's not <laughs> even the point. It's the fact that she's holding a hundred. It's not <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's not something crazy. It's AMD devices, source codes. It, it's crazy. I now, don't get it. How about what could you do with this information? Not to be that guy. Nothing. Like, <laughs> like are you gonna have are you gonna have ultimate control of every Series X out there? <laughs> No, well, not a whole lot. They can't really do a whole lot. And again, they can they can change some stuff. So it's not really from what I'm to understand. Maybe somebody can correct me in the chat, but I don't think it's like that big of a deal. It's just interesting that I guess, yeah, Microsoft can lock this down. I'm pretty sure AMD can too. But and this is older code from what I'm to understand, because all this goes back to November. I'm just skimming through through an article right now. And yeah, there was some stuff uh, leaked on GitHub, uh, maybe 4chan from what I'm to understand. But yeah, they they don't they don't really have a lot to be worried about. But at the same time, they gotta lock this stuff down, even if it is older. Like they got they gotta take some uh, security I, steps I, here. I'm thinking she's asking for a ransom because she already tried to sell it, and nobody wants to touch that thing with a ten foot pole. Because who wants to get caught using stolen code? Hey, quarantine's hitting people hard. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> I said the quarantine's hitting people hard. People need oh money. My God. <laughs> Well, Jeez. yeah, well, according to to AMD, from what they're saying, while we are aware of the perpetrator has additional files that have not been made public, we believe the stolen graphics IP is not core to the competitiveness or security of our graphics products. We are not aware of the perpetrator possessing any other AMD IP. Um, now, if I was a, spoke, a spokesperson, and believe me, I don't have the talent or the uh, smarts to do it. No. <laughs> well, uh, we know you don't have talent, but <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I just laugh at their face. Like, go ahead, release it. If that was me, you know, I'd do some like gifts in there. But yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you're gonna make that bold of a threat, at least uh, you know, post a little uh, nugget of something that you have. I mean, one hundred million dollars—you're really gonna extort and blackmail. I, I guess they're going more after AMD here than Microsoft, but still, I mean, when you're talking about a GPU that 
seems to be in the Xbox Series X. Microsoft's involved here a bit too, but one hundred million dollars, really? What are you gonna do with all that money, too? Right? You're gonna you're gonna um, donate it to saving uh, lives from Corona. Oh my god! Maybe, maybe. I mean, that would be a good use for it. But uh, damn, that's uh, that's a lot of moolah. Just saying. But uh, anything should just probably get. Like, how do you expect to hide a hundred million dollars? Like, hopefully yeah. she's not in the U.S. They'll find her and put her in prison. Uh, <laughs> not you, paying those taxes on the hundred million. Some uh, deposit it in uh, some Swiss bank account. You know, uh, <laughs> goes through a couple of other different countries. You know, non-traceable. <laughs> no, it's Jeez. pretty ridiculous. Uh, yeah, well, apparently the hacker had posted. Uh, something else with proof and uh is soliciting bidders for amd's proprietary ip but uh yeah they haven't really posted anything that like really confirms stuff so i have a feeling amd is gonna deal with this pretty quickly but i don't know 100 million dollars guys it's pretty again it's a pretty extraordinary article pretty extraordinary bit of news like to me it's something out of a movie but uh yeah just uh, an interesting article all, all around but you know what we will move along here and last week we had touched on a bunch of playstation 5 news last week uh one point that that we didn't get to however was backwards compatibility now originally sony had stated that there would be some kind of backwards compatibility support for the playstation 5 with about uh, 100 popular PS4 games at launch. Now, they later stated that they believe that the overwhelming majority of the 4,000-plus PlayStation 4 titles will be playable on the PS5. However, PS3, PS2, and PlayStation 1 titles will not be. So, honestly, good on Sony for bringing the PS4 titles in, but do you guys think that they're kind of missing out on not bringing over ps3 titles and over onto it i mean they're gonna they're gonna have ps3 titles just which ones you know it's just it's gonna be one of these xbox situations too because xbox does the same thing you know they have um you know a few 360 games out and they have some xbox games out so it's gonna be the same situation they're pick and choose exactly what they're gonna release uh, from those particular games and systems. So I think they're going to go that route. Mm-hmm. I I don't know about that. I think they're going to keep uh, PS1, 2, and 3 backwards compatibility where it's at, and that's uh, safely behind a paywall. Oh, yeah, PS now. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, P- yeah, it makes some money. Here's shit. the thing. They have to make the PS4 generation – backwards compatible because of the the size of people's digital libraries um but you know that's where i think lee with play uh playstation one two and three it's all gonna be through ps now mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well that's what i mean at least with uh, microsoft it's a little bit more of a uh well, they've been kind of building it this uh, this generation right back to 2015, and uh, they have a whole bunch of uh, their back catalog that you can already play. You just pop a disc in. I know that they only have 
well, select titles from the original Xbox. But again, the Series X, you're supposed to be able to play mostly everything. Well, uh, I, haven't, I haven't checked. Are those old, older Xbox, original Xbox games on back uh, on Game Pass? I haven't seen any. Some, uh, some I think I've seen like one or two, but yeah. yeah. The nice thing is about Xbox's pack backwards <clears throat> compatibility is it's also disc based. Mm-hmm. You could stick yeah. the disc like because uh, example, the um, the original Overlord game has been delisted. Um, you cannot buy that game digitally, but I went to GameStop and bought it physically, and I could just put the physical disc in and play. What's where, a disc? Um, it's a it's a CD. Speaking um, of a great game, no. Overwatch is it? I'm um, Overwatch. Why am I? Is my brain on freaking Overwatch? Overlord is a great game. The original title is awesome. The original title, yeah. I wanted oh the original title. So yeah, good. no, I got it. I, I picked that up. I wanted that in my game library. Um, I saw that it had been delisted, and I was at GameStop. Yes, I still go into GameStop. I try to support the local gaming stores. Um, and uh, I saw they had a copy of it, and I just grabbed it. I could do an exact replica, uh, you know, the voice work of that little troll thing. The little the, troll thing, the demon. I don't know. The demon troll, whatever he is. It's the Overlord. Yeah, that game was just so out of no, control back in the day. Jesus, you're, you're no fun, Centurion. How am I no so fun? <laughs> what am I? You want me to do it with you? Yes. Oh, God, hell no. Uh, maybe we should all do it on the count of three. <laughs> and cricket. That's what I it's thought. That's overlord. what I thought. Uh, too good, too good. But yeah, it, it would be nice though for PlayStation to get to be able to play their well, most of their catalog natively. Obviously, you guys did mention the uh, PlayStation Now, which do have a bunch of older titles on there. But I just I like the the pro consumer aspect to what Xbox does. You just pop in your your disc, uh, whether it be a 360 game or again even some of those older uh, OG Xbox titles. You know I can play Battlefront. You know very convenient, and I I just I really appreciate that aspect to it. And I don't know, maybe it's the architecture with uh, going into it with the PS5. I know that the PlayStation 3, it was a bitch to develop for because of the cell processor. Maybe that has a lot to do with it, that they can't uh, do it natively to the system. Uh, and they are going to work around it, obviously, with PS Now from the sounds of it. But it just, it in retrospect, it just seems like they're lagging behind in the backwards compatibility aspect. Even with uh, PS4 titles, like only 100 select ones at launch it just it doesn't seem like they've been working on it for too long and i'm just uh, just kind of blown away by that since that was a defining feature for the xbox one this gen i'm pretty sure it's playstation the overload yes <laughs> here we go to wake you guys up come on so i think playstation's frustrated at the fact that xbox has been beating that backwards compatibility drum since they created the emulator on the xbox one and i'm pretty sure if playstation wanted to have their way forgive me this is my opinion but playstation would rather have it where they hit reset and you guys have no backwards compatibility you got to buy these games all over again so that way they can remaster them for the ps5 oh absolutely 
Absolutely, definitely. I mean, you saw a lot of that earlier uh, this gen too with like Last of Us remasters and so on. Um, well, yep. speaking of that, no, now I'm not trying to interrupt you, Invader. Forgive me. Um, like, let's use uh, Red Dead Redemption, the original Xbox 360 game, uh, for example. When the Xbox One X came out, that game got an Xbox One X enhancement for that console. And, you know, that's one thing I'm wanting to know. Are these backwards compatibility games that PlayStation is going to put out there, are they going to be PS5 enhanced? And is that going to be a free service? <laughs> probably not. Funny, you know? Good luck with that one. And But they probably aren't getting HDR like uh, Microsoft's adding in. That's a good question, actually. I have to look more into that. But, uh, you know, just really interesting, uh, the backwards compatibility comments, because a lot of people were curious if we wanted to really dive right into what Sony was saying. Because, again, they were only talking about, you know, having a limited amount of games. And then, you know, and then they came out saying, well, we do plan to have our at least the PlayStation 4 back catalog. But that could be big if they screw that up, because that's everybody's talk of, like, why xbox can't come back from it now is because people have built up and invested so much in digital libraries with playstation um they'll probably eventually get the games but if they're not there at launch then you know that might get lead more people to be open to purchasing an xbox getting game pass where they have all these games at their disposal for you know probably pretty cheap mm -hmm. well like you said people they're really invested in their consoles uh, more so than what they used to be because they have these massive uh, libraries, especially digital, right? How many times have uh, you guys, you see a sale, it's like, oh, there's the Division 2 for three bucks, or there's you know, oh, like... Dude. Black Friday, you know? easily I'd be spending about 100, 120 bucks as soon as those Black Friday start sales would start and yeah, buy I've like already... as many games as I could. Yeah, I've already moved away from physical. I mean, I really don't have any physical games besides uh, one or two games still, on my Switch. I still, see, I still. Well, you live out there in the boonies. beautiful Montana, the boonies. You know where you can, where you don't even really know your next door neighbor. But mm -hmm. anyways, uh, no, um, I still find good deals on physical games. Physical game, you know, I actually do enjoy going to the stores and sometimes buying it, like. Uh, I just recently bought Civilization Six physical just because. Uh, Have you it played it yet? Oh yeah, I like. I, yeah, How is it? I like the I series, enjoy, but I enjoyed it. Mm. I haven't played a Civilization game in like eons, so I like the fact it's like all tile based and it's like a game of chess. Now, how long is an eon? Uh, like Millennium. Um, three uh three hundred turns. Or something like that. Uh. Like you have a set. You have well. You have a set. Basically, the whole game revolves around a set number of turns. And once every player goes, whether it's you and the AI or you and other people, you can play because you can play online. Um, if you haven't already captured all the uh, civilizations by the final turn, it's like it becomes like point based, and basically they start mm. doing all this stuff to see who's the actual winner. Everyone knows I'm not a winner. Mm -hmm. uh, question in the chat, fellas: If you guys had to guess, when do you think uh, when do you think is the next time we get PS5 news? 
on the heels mm. of any Xbox news. <laughs> no, okay. that's, that's a safe bet. That is a, that is a safe bet. Well, I think in April, sometime in April. I think we're going to see some good info drop around May or June. Purely because I know at least Microsoft is going to want to keep that E3 spirit alive and still actually release something around that time frame. I think Microsoft's going to keep just dropping a little bit, like here and there, keep it going like they've been doing. So I don't. I, that's why I think it's going to push Sony. If like they're not going to want to let your competitor just to take all that, and you get no publicity. Well, remember. Remember, guys, we're in different territory now because, again, there's no physical conference, there's no E3, so they can play it however they want, right? Yep. They can. So they're not constrained to June, to early June. They can, they can go into March. No, sorry, not March. They can go into May. They can do July if they want to. I mean, obviously, they don't want to leave it too late. But I like. I believe it was what Centurion was saying. I think that they'll just continue like dropping little bits of information until uh, maybe late May. I think we'll hear a lot more from Xbox soon, actually. I think I have a feeling they're they're really they're gearing towards really uh, releasing some information See, sooner. If they're going to go off of go what'd you say? I was going to say I would definitely for both of them. I would definitely do it during the quarantine. Because <laughs> everybody's watching, they're not going to be doing anything out and about. No, they're going to be watching TV, internet, their phone. Yeah, but at the same time, you're also dealing with people in a very unstable economic uh, situation. And the last thing you want to do is probably start getting them thinking about making a luxury purchase. I don't know if there's like a. That's where you drop that all access payment plan. Oh God! <laughs> Twenty bucks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on down to your local if Microsoft. Microsoft has that going. Yeah, if Microsoft has that going. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. But uh, Sony doesn't have that set up. I can, I can only speak to what Xbox did for the Xbox One X. So the Xbox One X obviously was teased off and on. <clears throat> and uh, the actual physical reveal was at 2017's E3, which was in June. And then they had Gamescom in August, and that now they revealed the price in June, and the console went up for pre-order at the very end of their show at Gamescom um, in August, and it was released in, I believe, the first or second week of November of that year. So August, September, October, November. So you got about a three, four-month period of time there to build up some um, pre-order numbers. And that's where I'm kind of wondering, you know, as these console manufacturers get closer and closer to August, I feel like that's where they're starting to really kind of push the limits on how long you're going to is how long exactly is an acceptable amount of time to build pre-order numbers. Mm -hmm. And you also got to look at what Xbox's uh, next games are launching. Like Dreadpool was saying, when's their la last game launch? You have Minecraft Dungeons, I believe, releasing. Well, if I'm not mistaken, in I think it's this next month. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah I, I think have, it's April. I've heard Wasteland Three. Yeah, Wasteland yeah, Three's in May. Yeah, the end of May. And First game released. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to interrupt you, Invader. Just lately, I've been hearing people be like, "Oh, like Ori and the Will of the Wisps," and is like been is Microsoft's big release of the year. That was and I feel like the, that was shot. <laughs> 
Uh, there's like there's multiple games being released. Mm-hmm. And that's not even including uh, Gears Tactics as well. So, yeah. So, and I think that actually, I'm not too sure. Oh is, yeah, that was the other one, Gears Tactics in April too. Yeah, read, that's right. I read an article that was saying that game is supposed to be more like Gears of War than people think. Huh. I would I would hope so. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that were worried that because it's an RTS that it's going to not feel like Gears. People were well, saying it would be more like an XCOM. I would. Yeah, it's more like XCOM than like an RTS. Well, okay, well, sorry, yeah, but yeah, turn pretty much that was what I was going for is XCOM and that mm-hmm. was what a lot of people were worried about that it wasn't going to feel like a Gears game because Gears is, you know, let's face it, over the years it's a corridor shooter. Mm, yeah. But well, what uh, was the other game? That, well, the Halo Wars games, they felt like Halo games, strangely mm-hmm. enough. Well, they did a very good job. They did a very good job presenting the mm-hmm. world. They kept like a lot of familiar sounds. And mm-hmm. the yeah, character yeah. Atrioc was sick. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for I don't like those gorilla and creatures. On, uh, when oh. Fantasy, Fantasy Star Online dropping in Crossfire X. Oh yeah, that's right. Crossfire X or somewhere. And what Remedy, Remedy's making the campaign for Crossfire X, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and so that's I'm, actually an Xbox console exclusive. Last I'm time I'm playing, saw- I'm playing Fantasy Star, so it's out. No, I was talking oh, Cross, Crossfire or X. It's still beta. No, it's it's out. It's out. Out. Yeah, you can download it right now. Oh, okay. That's well. They didn't really announce that shit. Other than the beta, <laughs> that's all I've ever heard. Yeah, that's weird. Ooh, you got to get on that shock. Well, I tried it that first time, but it, you couldn't get in that like first beta weekend, and then yeah. I heard nothing since then. So it's kind of weird if it's yeah, like it's fully out solid. For There's a lot of people playing it now. How does it look for being an older game on a Xbox One? Uh, it looks it looks good. I mean, it looks like. Uh, uh, you know, it's just a polished older game. That's all it looks like. 4K. Nice, nice. Now, guys, going on to what will most likely be our last topic. And Remedy, the studio behind Control, Quantum Break, Alan Wake, and what we were just talking about uh, behind the campaign for Crossfire, they have signed a deal with a major publisher for two new games set in the same franchise. The first game is a AAA multi-platform game in pre-production. And the second game is a new smaller scale project set in the same franchise. Now, both are in development for PC, Xbox Series X, and PlayStation 5. Now, later on the same day that they made this announcement, uh, we found out that Epic Games will be the publisher for Remedy's game. Along with they, well, Remedy, sorry, not Remedy, Epic Games also inked deals with Play Dead and Gen Design. Gen Design's a studio that did The Last Guardian. So, pretty big studios there. So, guys, with a big name publisher behind them, what franchise do you think Remedy is working on? Because, you know, I think they're working on a certain psychological thriller. <laughs> Alan Wake, <laughs> what do you guys oh, think? Man. I do want to say something first about, um, you know, some of the great work that uh, Epic is doing. Um, you know, Tim Sweeney, he's doing a great job over there. Uh, you know, he's, I think he's re- just rewriting the way, um, you know, game, 
games are being published in general. Um, and you know, he's basically essentially making these games exclusive, uh, and these studios, they still get to have, you know, complete, um, IP rights, total creative control, uh, and basically the freedom to do what they want. Uh, at the same time, it's a partnership and these games are being developed exclusively for Epic. So, um, you know, hats off to them. I think um, Xbox needs to do stuff like this. I know it's not going to happen, but uh, hats off to them. Uh, but as far as uh, Remedy making the games, I hope they're, they're making that Alan Wake 2. I miss, I mean, Alan Wake 1 was a great game, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, absolutely. Alan Wake is a game that I've played multiple times. It's one of those yeah. games that I actually I, I bothered <clears throat> to go for all the achievements for, which is I don't really I don't usually do that. But when I'm really into a game, I'm like, you know what? I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to be a now, completionist. Now, have you played the two DLCs? Have you completed the two DLCs? Yes. Yeah. Great game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, have you played uh, the smaller title, American Nightmare? I have. I have. I mean, it's more of an arcade feel than the original Alan Wake, but still, it's still a great game. Good yeah, yeah, it had a, a horde mode as well. But you yeah. know what? It like it, it kind of worked. I mean, it just with the whole setting, the whole like Twilight Zone feeling they were going with that uh, title. I I really well, it was, and it just it kind of felt. No, I I liked it. I liked uh, that. Uh, that was a good game. Though. I I just you know I. I'm curious how the story will end in Alan Wake. It's something that, you know, I, I, I've been wanting to uh, play, you know. So I'm I'm just curious if they're going to be making part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, let, uh, we all know that they're coming out with an Alan Wake-based DLC for Control. And I read an article a few months back that said that Remedy actually wants to put the worlds of at least Control and um, Alan Wake. And I think it also said potentially the world of uh, Quantum Break. They, They want them to be taking place in the same universe. These are just different parts of that universe, but this is all stuff that's going down in that world. And that's where I'm wondering if they're going to pursue that with these new games, where they're going to start using these new games to kind of start filling the gaps, at least, between uh, Alan Wake and Control. Mm. Mm. I hope they don't do that with Alan Wake. I'd like to see it be its own separate entity. They are. Did you play Control? I have, yeah. Uh, how did you read all the articles? I mean, when did you no. go through the game reading the stuff? No. Okay, so that's where in control you find Alan Wake's typewriter. They have files on Alan Wake. There's even um, um, synapses of what happened on the first game at Alan Wake and at the lake and all that. And uh, so Alan Wake is already in control. You just have to, like, I did it. I read all the stuff. I I I went into that game. Thanks for ruining it for me, Centurion. (laughs) That's how they're linking. Alan Wake to um, control because the Bureau of Control investigates odd occurrences. Alan Wake, very odd occurrence. His typewriter actually happens to be what they would call a an object of power. 
um, just because of his connection with his typewriter, it, it, it created that world. And so agents from the Bureau of Control were actually dispatched to um, help deal with the aftermath of the Alan Wake incident. Hmm. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. It's uh, pretty neat. I have Control. I, I just I haven't booted it up yet because, well, again, game backlog, right? But uh, yeah. really interested to see that title. And yeah, Quantum Break. They had teased Alan Wake so much in that game. Uh, they had little videos that you could find, uh, chalkboard scribblings. They had all kinds of stuff just hinting. You could tell that Remedy really wanted to uh, push for a new Alan Wake. And why I'm, why I'm thinking it could be something Alan Wake related was Remedy had a couple of months ago gone the rights back to Alan Wake from Microsoft. So why would they do that if they had no interest in uh, in using it? Well, I think it has to do with that DLC. Well, I know the word Alan Wake pretty much slapped on that DLC. Oh, I hope I hope so, man. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. You know the DLC I'm talking about for Control, right? Yeah, yeah. Federation. Yeah, where it's like it's, it shows the AW and like the dude falling or whatever. I think that was what the at least the caption. Crazy. Like. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember when everybody thought that Sony was buying Remedy? It <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't look like uh, that turned out too well now. What Sony was going to buy Remedy? Oh God, yeah. Well, yeah, that whole rumor, you know, they saw, um, you know, some Sony execs with uh, re- at the Remedy studio, like, what was it, in the summertime? And, uh, oh, lo and behold, uh, they did not buy. Speaking of purchases, um, it's 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, it looks like that one's probably. Well, someone <laughs> said the post was actually from, like, March 4th that it was supposed to happen. So that, so it's, so it happening today is just BS. Oh yeah, well that that rumor, I I kind of figured that was not not legitimate. I'm pretty sure a lot of people know which one we're uh, hinting at, but something about uh, Konami and Microsoft working out a deal for Konami's uh, gaming back catalog. Dude, I will say kudos though to whoever wrote that up because there is some thought that has been put into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no so there's a lot of detail there like i mean like they definitely did some research into what konami's been doing and created some credible ideas and stuff like i'm just like my god this person's a genius they need to write novels <laughs> yeah wake yeah like basically i have the said rumor in front of me right now and that uh yeah it would be yeah, between 10 p.m. and midnight Eastern time, Microsoft will finalize the purchase of the entire gaming catalog from Konami. The deal they've been working on towards is so expensive for Microsoft that it will single-handedly fund a new Mac manufacturing facility Konami has been wanting to build to focus on new R&D for gambling <laughs> devices. Now, I got to say, I got to say, that's a new one. That's a new one. I like that. <laughs> hey, uh, here's a good question that just popped in my head. With all this situation, with what's going on in the world right now, especially with it originating over in that part of the world, do you think a lot more of these uh, these Asian-based companies are actually going to want to start partying with some IPs and start cooperating with some of these American-based companies to kind of get some money flow? Yeah, I think I think you'll see some 
you know, one or two people get desperate out of this. Absolutely. Yeah, you're going to see a few publishers, uh, you know, ones that, you know, may have may may or may not be as financially stable. And uh, like Jeremy said, I don't want to say out of desperation, but yeah, you might see uh, you might see some purchases uh, in the coming months. I think all purchases that Microsoft makes from this point out need to be announced by Vince McMahon. <laughs> but he needs to do it how he did it, like when he got WCW. He's all doing the crushing motion with his hands. What a great salesman and just a businessman in general. I think he's great. Mm. Well, speaking of that, you know, did you guys hear about WrestleMania? I don't know if you guys are into wrestling. Gonna, it's going to be uh... two nights. Um, and yeah, it's going to be taking place over two nights because I guess they're not supposed to have that many people in a building at once. So they have to divide it into two nights. Um, it's all being held at the uh, performance center in Orlando, Florida for the past few weeks. I have been watching WWE with no crowd, none. It's that... kind of weird. Yeah, that would be strange. You hear people talking to each other um, due, due to the lack of camera crew, the lack of audience and stuff. The the announcers have had to uh, start putting more of a role into the show. Like they're actually now part of the show. They're acting. Um, I mean, it, it's insane. Wow. But I'm going to say kudos to at least to the wrestlers that are still doing their job, just like other people um, um, around the world. And they are acting like there is people there. They are catering to literally people that are not sitting there. They are catering to the people at home. That's awesome. But yeah, it's going to take place. And I'm going to get myself a WrestleMania shirt. If you guys haven't seen them yet, it makes fun of this situation. On the back, it says WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't there. Like it, it, <laughs> it was the actual WrestleMania shirt, but they changed some of the lettering on the back to basically show that no one was there at this WrestleMania. And um, I'm definitely going to grab one of those shirts for me and my wife just to kind of commemorate this whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't, I can't even imagine watching wrestling with no fans there. That's crazy. It's hard. It, it gets weird. What were you going to say, uh, Invader? Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, that would be such a weird experience. Uh, well, they had The Undertaker come out, um, and you know how The Undertaker rolls. You know, he comes out, the fog, black lights, thunder, lightning, all these theatrics. And, like, literally, he came out the other night, and, I mean, it, like, music hit. He strolled right to the ring, didn't, didn't mess around. I mean, like, it's just like, hey, there's no point in putting on that much theatrics for you know, you know what I would do is, um, I don't know. You can give the the impression. I know there's obviously no crowd there, but they can still do some sort of. You know how they they had the yeah, lights. Yeah, Mark Sterney crowd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they also did something where they dimmed the lights and they focused strictly on the ring, the ring itself, without having too much lighting in the crowd. Well, it sucks that it's being done at the performance center because they're, the performance center actually has like seven rings in it. It's a full-blown facility that they use to actually train people before they go to like NXT. Mm. Um, and um, when we talk about this is a very small room that this ring is in in the first place. And there's foldable chairs that you can see that are empty. But we're talking probably 
this ring is probably surrounded by maybe 80 seats, but they're, wow. they're, they're hindered by the fact that um, literally they can't like, there's like regulations on how many people can be in a room at one time. And yeah. like, there's no way to have an audience unless you, like you say, put like a curtain down, um, mm. CG it, some kind of backdrop, something. But even then it's just going to be weird. Cause you know, I'm, you're just used to all that noise and chaos from the crowd and it's just sometimes so eerily quiet. But like, they can do something now to, with to the technology nowadays. They can do something now to like, you know, maybe like green screen the whole freaking <laughs> and just do like, you know, just, I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, before we uh, like, head off tonight i was just kind of curious what everybody's uh been playing like has anybody been going through their backlog uh i know jeremy you were talking about uh playing a few games recently uh any what have you been whittling off these days uh you know what i've been trying to finish ori i'm almost done with it i'm probably about 20 minutes uh out of ori um so i'm almost done and other than that, I really haven't been. I've been focusing primarily on work. Uh, I'm pitching right now a couple things, a couple of ideas, business plans that I think, um, you know, they're going to appreciate. So I'm working on it. All right. All right. Good stuff. Uh, Shock, what have you been, uh, well, what have you been uh, playing these days? Uh, I, yeah, never mind. <laughs> um, been playing some Mario Tennis on the 64. Oh, wow. Our, uh, my wife likes that game, so it's like one of the few games we can like play with each other. So we're trying to get to the hard level, but those those other uh, computers are pretty pretty tough. <laughs> uh, but I, she gets into it and starts speaking, you know, like saying, like getting aggravated, but she speaks it in like Spanish because that's probably like the first, like she's, easily fluent you wouldn't even know in both languages but nice. it's just funny when she starts yelling about them in spanish shock i did uh get a chance to play that panzer dragoon mm -hmm. i play it every night before i go to bed I, I grab the switch and just bring it with me to bed and hit up a few levels and turn it on it's a great game yeah i wanted to play it but i i want to pay for the maybe just the 40 dollar physical version but i don't want to pay for that and the digital so yeah i i, I bought the that sega saturn what i'm going to do is we have a um as soon as it opens up we have a um framing place and they have some deep frames so i'm actually going to put it in a frame a small frame and just leave it there for the switch existence. version yeah the sega saturn switch version so hmm. yeah I'll be displaying that sucker. Nice, nice. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, I know you were uh, really happy when Shock showed that to you. So, uh, Shock, yeah. uh, stop making Jeremy buy stuff. Yes. Please, yeah, God. that's the only one I probably would have done it for. Although I kind of feel like if if it's only that one and they don't go after the second one or Saga, then it kind of feels like maybe I should have just bought it digital, but. No, it's it's fun to have. I mean, you you're a collector, so it's good. To I know it's just like the stuff. one entry from the series, so it just like feels like maybe not worth getting the uh, physical version if they don't get if they don't make the other two, which would be stupid, completely stupid. <laughs> yeah, imagine how many people would buy a saga because that 
just if you've played it. Um, just the whole RPG element, the strategy in it is pretty in depth and it's yeah, it it's be so challenging. Good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty so sweet. good. I mean, that was one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, Centurion, what have you been playing? I know uh, you were talking about playing Mafia 3 earlier. Has there been anything else? Uh, honestly, I'm actually all over the place, man, um, because I'm trying to find that game that's going to kind of fill that itch I'm that I have that I don't know what I'm looking for. Does that make sense? But, Board yeah, games. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely probably it's going to be that watch. Uh, but yeah, I've also played... Uh, the Hitman games, those were actually fun. Um, they were a lot more mm-hmm. fun than I thought they were going to be. Um, obviously, I've been checking out ESO. They've got the, uh, what's it called? The uh, Jester's Festival going on. It's a little <laughs> thing they do to kind of, it's just kind of like stupid stuff. You just run around and do the game to kind of make you laugh uh, with everything that's going on. I think it's actually pretty cool. Player that's count cool. is definitely up on that game. There is a lot of people in that game compared to what it normally is. Uh, but other than that, just kind of all over the place playing uh, Mafia 3. I feel like that game, I'm actually going to complete it out. Uh, but also, if you guys want to find me on any kind of social media, YouTube, Xbox Live, Twitter, you can find me at Centurion1307. And you can also find me here on Sundays on TXR. And I also do the shop podcast on Saturdays with PTK Blam. Cool. Cool. I think it's cool. Um that uh, Bethesda's and their ESL games doing that. I mean, I think, uh, you know, lifting people's spirits is paramount, you know. Oh, yeah. I, think I mean, during... like, I'm in, yeah, you keep going. Oh. I forgot what I was going to say. Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, during the, you know, during the Great Depression, you know, they used the, the theater industry, um, you know, and Roosevelt funded the arts. You know, he funded the arts, and he could because they recognized that, uh, you know, people's spirits need to be lifted, as you know, obviously, as well as their support uh, of their financial livelihoods. But, um, well, you can kind of see a lot of these game companies actually, st- well, not a lot. I'm the ones that come to mind, at least for me, are yeah. Microsoft. Uh, game companies starting to do things like uh, Minecraft, releasing educational themed stuff uh, for mm-hmm. kids to do at home during this whole situation. Um, yep. there, everybody seems to be trying to help contribute in a way to give people something yeah. to do. Um, and you then, know, yeah. and those that mural movement came at the time period uh, as a way of sharing uh, art, you know, with the most amount of people. Uh, you know, it's kind of like much like the um, in New York with the Empire State Building is currently do, doing they're lighting up, you know, doing like a light show on the Empire State Building, uh, you know, just as a, a, you know, a beacon of light and kind of like all this darkness. So it's good that it's good that people are doing those, especially video game uh, developers are kind of kind of lifting people's spirits up. You know, I know people need it now. There's, you know, and you know, not to. Um, there's suicides going on right now because people. Oh know, god, yeah, we're in some dark times, and yeah, to kind of bring it back to gaming. You know, these gaming companies, Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, Google, Amazon, everybody involved in gaming right now 
needs to definitely um, uh, definitely stick to their guns. People right now mm-hmm. are at home. They're just rediscovering gaming. Some people are discovering gaming on their yeah. cell phone. Other people are rediscovering the Xbox One or the PS4 that's been gathering dust on their entertainment center. Um, and the, now is the time for um, gaming to definitely start kind of uh, coming together as an industry to help take advantage of this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Or sell your Switch because they're going for a top dollar. If you do not, <laughs> oh my god hey, how much did you sell that animal crossing one for shock tell well, me i'm on like i've been watching this i almost got another one because yeah, i was totally gonna flip it but um, <laughs> but i was watching it for a friend because uh there's like a now in stock website where it kind of monitors that um mm-hmm. i think we're gonna sell my og one for he said he'd buy it off of me for 300 that grow for four i could easily flip it for four but that's it and that's that. What's the OG? It's like three years old, and they're oh. still going that high. Yeah, that's a used OG is four hundred dollars. Shockley, I yeah. mean downer. Oh wow. On eBay. Yeah, but I was like, yeah. with all the fees, I'm like, I'll sell it to you for three hundred. So, but yeah, Damn if you get the man. Animal Crossing one, that one's going for like five forty, easy. Woo. Damn. I checked the other day; it was at four hundred. So I could imagine now. Oh, that's yeah. So uh, if you've They're been getting arrested for price gouging, no, <laughs> I was like, it's perfect because I got that Animal Crossing one. I was like, do I need to really spend that money? And it worked out perfectly because I'm going to sell the OG and get all my money back. So, mm-hmm. I should have bought like 10 of those Animal Crossings had I known that shortage. Oh, God. Mm, maybe, maybe. Who needs Animal Crossing? I have one. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Time to get pissed off with Tom Nook again. Who? <laughs> yeah, that's my Tom Nook coming out. Sorry. Guys. Dude, that guy, he's a shyster, man. Who is Tom Nook? For real? You know what? Get off the podcast, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I will if the like who why? Tom Nook is like the solid snake of Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're expecting me to know something about Animal Crossing. That's like me expecting you to know something about ESO. I know about ESO. I mean, I don't no, know. No, I meant like but... I mean like technical detail, like Tom Nook. I don't know who. Oh, Tom... Yeah. Okay, Tom... go t- tell me. Who Tom Abner Nook is Tharn a gaming is. icon. You need to know who Tom Nook is, man. How is he an icon? He's an. Icon. He's like he's all over like Nintendo. Even when it's not Animal Crossing, though. Like, put him out there. He's like their mascot. Centurion, he's a fucking meme. He's a pop culture meme. And you don't know about him. It's like not knowing who Pikachu is. Oh, That's okay. the gravity on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that note, guys, I think that uh, about does back. it for uh, tonight's show. And uh, honestly, guys, I'm really happy with, uh, you know, that we got through all these topics. And honestly, like we we are really grateful to to all the kind folks in the chat, everybody that tuned in and listened to us live. People like Dreadpool, uh, Dinar Primero was here. Michael Monkey Punch, thanks for dropping in, Mikey. Patman Jones, I know you were here for the entirety of the show. Thank you for popping in, brother. Mr. Kima, always a regular uh, who else do we have here? Smitty Smith. Thank you for joining. Valorian. Lots of familiar faces. Other Zinc. And we had Doc pop in. Well, hey, Doc. I hope you've been well. Sean yeah, t- Sue. Tell him I want my uh, podcast episodes back. 
<laughs> thank you, Dreadpool. Thank you. Uh, but awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. We uh, really appreciate the support and the, you know, we really appreciate the community. It's very important to us. And remember guys, if you happen to enjoy tonight's show, then uh, be sure to share it out, drop a like and leave a comment afterwards as we appreciate guys, the, the engagement. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, down or down. I know you like listening to me, but uh, come on now, man. But do, uh, actually. anyways, guys, we will go on to the outros and we'll start with Centurion. Centurion, buddy, where can everybody follow you? Uh, oh, already, actually. I yeah, you already that. said that, didn't you? Yeah, I Sorry. thought we already did the outros. Sorry. We did, actually. Well, we Ouch. were talking about. Yeah, we did not. Yeah. So ADD <laughs> for me is contagious. If you're in the room with me, it's just going to go to hell. But uh, you know what? I totally, yeah, you know what? You were right. You did say that. But uh, yeah, uh, we will move on to Shock then. Shock again, buddy. Happy birthday. I hope, uh, you know, uh, you enjoyed yourself the other day. Uh, where can everybody follow you? Yeah, you can find me at, at Shock Nero on Twitter, uh, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. And thanks for stopping by. Yeah, of course. And uh, Jeremy, uh, where can people follow you and all your uh, Panzer Dragoon adventures? So you can find me on the Nintendo Switch. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Xbox Live, Downer Space J. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, yeah, and I am Invader. You guys can follow me on my channel, (laughs) Invader Gaming, and of course on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Guys, I'm already looking forward to next Sunday's show. Stay safe. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, seeing you in the chat next week. Take it easy, guys. Bye.